The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this. I hate the work of those who fall away. My mouth I'll make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of you. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about a hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and you'll see two videos at the top of the page there. Again, this particular browser is not refreshed with what's actually there on the right side. But on the left side, you'll see the video that uh, is for Bradley's show yesterday. If you missed that in the afternoon and you want to pick that up, you can do so up until 3 o'clock today, at which time he will be live for two hours since it's Saturday. So two hours of Bradley Dean at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. You can find it at sonsoflibertymedia.com. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up whatever device you got, and then you'll see a rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. 
uh, join us in the chat on Rumble. We've got a few people on Rumble. We've got a lot of people who went because I'm banned on Facebook, uh, I guess, through the weekend or whatever. Uh, so hopefully Monday, that'll be back up. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Uh, they're coming in on DLive, and I'll mention that in just a minute. But we are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That is a, um, uh, a channel. Please subscribe. We're having to redo it after losing our YouTube channels and everything uh, during the convids. So uh, please subscribe to that. Help us out in that. We appreciate it very much. Also, beforeitsnews.com has uh, graciously allowed us to broadcast on their page, top of the page there. Uh, DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. A lot of our friends who are normally in Facebook have went over to DLive. Uh, I find them to have one of the clearest, but but I understand everybody has a different experience, <laughs> but uh, it, it was always the clearest uh, video that I've seen at all the places that we, we stream. We stream also to Twitch at the Real Tim Brown and Twitter at the Real Tim Brown. Leave off the N and put a two in its place, the Real Tim Brown 2 at Twitter. So any of those are there for you to uh, to check out. Uh, on If you look right below where we're streaming live on the webpage, sonsoflibertymedia.com, you can sign up for an email newsletter that goes out once a night between 7 and 8 Eastern. Um, and then if you want our ministry email, that'll be going out today on Saturday, once a week. It lets you know what the Sons of Liberty are doing during that week. Uh, usually it's usually it's in a state, some state that, that uh, the Sons of Liberty are in and uh, teaching the people about our Christian constitutional heritage. And, uh, you know, in the process of that, stirring them up, as the Bible says, to love and good works. So that's going on. Also, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And that link is also at the top of the page. And again, we really appreciate you guys who do support us uh, very much. Because without you, we don't get to do what we do. Now, I've got two short little videos that I'm going to play. And then we're going to bring on uh, Kate for the show you've all been waiting for for years. You've been waiting for this one. Uh, and if Dancing Dave is not up, Beth, I didn't see him in the chat, you might want to get him up. This is the one he wants to see. <laughs> oh, here's two videos. The first one is, did you guys see this guy, Christopher Ray, uh, being questioned in Congress? Now, I, I want you, th this, is, this is exactly the issue. There is no transparency out of these people. None. They can tell you all of this they want to. There's no transparency with them. Listen to the simple question that's asked and listen to the legalese that's given out here from Christopher Ray over the FBI. Take a listen. Does, it, does the FBI have confidential human sources? Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021. Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even we now, because that's what you I, told us two years finish? ago. May I finish? Uh, about when we do and do not, and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, but to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did oh, you, you can answer that. Huh? human mm. sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. 
Can you not tell the American people? No, we did not have confidential human sources. That's right. That's right. Supporters' position inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my. Yes, you should. Decision uh, not to share information. Director, gentlemen's <laughs> time has expired. Uh, you know what? Christopher Ray needs to be brought up on charges of treason. This guy is is supposed to be answerable to the people. His his position shouldn't even exist. It's unconstitutional. The FBI is, and you see why? Because they're criminals. They think they can sit there and say, oh, we don't have to answer. We can give you this legal answer. The, the guy's right. The guy asking the question, he's exactly right. It should have been just, we don't have, we didn't have any there. The fact that he won't say that tells you they had people there doing it. The fact that he could come out and categorically say the FBI didn't do this. Or, well, why would you say that and then not clear everything up for everybody else? Because you had people in there. That's why. That's why. There's no other reason to not just come out and say, no, we didn't have people. Liar, criminal, traitor. You know what they used to do with traitors? Mm-hmm. Long neck stretch is what they got. But this is allowed to go on. Now, this one is a little bit longer, but this is a, a Facebook whistleblower. His name is Sean Spiegel, or that's what they're calling him. He's telling you about the illegal content that Facebook allowed on their platform while they were banning people like me and Bradley and Kate and all these other doctors who were telling you the truth about the shots. They let this stuff go on. Listen to this. Incredible. I saw a lot. The best way to explain it is if you've been to many of these sites, I know some of them are not around anymore, but there were sites such as um, Best Gore, chaotic with a K. There was the live leaks. Um, there were many other sites that I can think of like hard candy. And you would have these uh, videos mainly of the, just these horrific acts that could range from child pedophilia to putting fireworks in a dog's mouth and then them setting it up on fire to um, fathers making their daughters have sex with pigs. And then stabbing the pig while the daughter was having sex with the pig. Um, I saw this was allowed on Facebook. those types of videos day by day. A lot of these had to deal with bestiality, abuse against animals. Um, Which the Bible says is an abomination. And during the summer, it was in China, the dog eating festival. So Facebook allowed these different types of videos and photos up there of people that were cooking, skinning, eating dogs alive because Facebook said that due to the cultural differences, it would be the equivalent of us having pictures of cows or chickens. Okay. All right. So look, the, what's going on here? I haven't even got through half that video and it turns my stomach. Okay. It just turns my stomach. Um, I'm not one to want to glorify that kind of stuff. If you want to hear the rest of what this guy has to say, I'll have the video in the archive. You can you can see it. But what I'm what I'm what I am wanting to show you is what Facebook would allow while people were being systematically offed. They were being murdered through these shots, through the lies about the convids and all the other stuff. They were lying to the people. They were infringing on the rights of the people. They're just as guilty as hell as the guy we just played before. Uh, Christopher Ray, just as treasonous, 
to shut off the flow of information that could have saved many people. You know, Bradley was making mention, you know, if, if people would just listen, well, part of the problem was people weren't even getting the message. They were shutting the message down of trying to tell people the truth. And instead, they were letting this garbage go on. They were letting things that God calls an abomination go on, a bestiality. They're promoting the uh, sodomite and lesbians and the, the gender-confused people. They're promoting everything under the sun except the truth. And so that's why I wanted to play the video. Uh, in any case, today is <laughs> it's going to be an interesting show. I, I got to tell you, uh, first of all, good morning, Kate. Good to see you. Good morning. I've been up bright and bright and breezy and bushy tailed. I've been out for a couple of hours walk with the dogs just after 8 a.m. this morning. Mm. And uh, and I'm going to go through everything quick because uh, I'm out this afternoon as well. You know, I like to get about. Yeah, well, you know, I was I was uh, getting ready for the show and everything. And I can't tell you how many um, puns that came in my mind over what we're going to talk about every kate every week uh you know dancing dave our friend up there in pennsylvania uh he talks about oh no friday uh, friday this is friday saturday we're gonna have poop talk and somehow the coffee enemas come in so i i gotta tell you the first thing that was in my mind that was of, of a serious nature was what is the difference between a person drinking coffee going through the digestive system it's going through the liver and all that other stuff too and the the coffee enema. The only thing I can think is one, you're not tasting it. <laughs> Two, uh, it is it is it is a lot quicker in the system to do what it's doing without going through all the other. But I I, I don't know. So we're going to learn something today from Kate. And again, this is the show that many of you have been waiting to hear. So take it away, Kate. Right. So first of all, um, I'm called natural nurse in a toxic world. Hang on a sec. Just let me tell. I've got <laughs> Stuart. I'm on the radio right now, live, and so are you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I thought I'd do that to him. He'll be cringing now. Yeah, we had an Olympic skier right there on the show, right there. You didn't even know. He did. It. That's right. And, and he's the best researcher. Um, and uh, just to let everyone know, you know, I've been doing the rounds. I've been on so many platforms. In fact, there's um, it's on Tommy Robinson's. I've been on um, Sasha Stone's, Majid Nawaz. It's everywhere. Um, even Dr. Yeadon has shared it on his platform, what I spoke about yesterday, which is some of what we talked about, Tim, in the show last week. And then I added some more really juicy info. And all I can thank is Olympic skier Stuart Wilkie, ex-medical researcher. What a man. Um, a complete gentleman as well. And he's done so much research for me. And uh, I'm completely humbled by him. Such an intelligent man as well. I, I'll, trust me, I feel not worthy. Um, but uh, so I've been everywhere and it's been really, really busy. And more people want us talking about it because all the documents, they even the redacted documents. Um, so I am Kate Shemarani, naturalist in a toxic world. The reason being, it's not because of how I look, people. Um, I've been slaughtered for my looks or my dark roots that I'm getting done this week. I don't care. Um, the reason I am pretty lean is because I more or less live. I sort of did, went a bit off track. My friend and I were laughing about it, you know, straight away at lockdown. I just didn't care anymore. And I ate some things I shouldn't have put on weight. Now I'm back down and I'm little and lean again. Um, I think I'm about seven, eight pounds lighter, nine pounds than when I was in Trafalgar Square. Um, but cancer, I had breast cancer, diagnosed uh, 
almost 11 years ago, but I actually found it over 11 years ago. And the type of breast cancer I had, lobular invasive grade three breast can cancer with a high pleomorphic presentation, it went right up into the tail of uh, the breast, huge area of pleomorphic cells, over 78%, I think it was. Three independent peer-reviewed studies said that I had a 2%, uh, sorry, 20% chance of surviving two years, 0% chance of surviving five years if I did everything that I was told to do on the menu, surgery, chemo, radiotherapy, tamoxifen, Zolodex. Uh, my brother-in-law um, from my marriage uh, also had the oncology team in Iran. Look at my notes. He's a surgeon. And they wanted to do even more radical. They wanted to strip both arms of all of my lymph nodes, as well as doing everything else. And he actually said to my husband, you must make her do it. She's going to die within 18 months if she doesn't. Well, I didn't do that. I had the surgery and I went into hospital and I was carrying a book, uh, Dr. Gerson's uh, Report of 50 Cases and the China Study was the second book. Now I signed myself out on day two, stupid. It was, wasn't the best of my decisions with five drains, having had a double mastectomy and an immediate reconstruction. And I had no nipples at that time. So for the gentleman in the chat uh, on Tommy Robinson's page, who said, I've got a fake breast. You're dead right I have because I haven't got any breasts. I had a reconstruction. I later had a reconstruction uh, a nipple reconstruction. Do I regret that surgery? Yes, I do. I regretted it immediately as soon as I opened that book because cutting away the symptom does not sort out the yeah. cause. Kate, and that's why cancer keeps coming back. Kate, can I ask a qu just a question about that? Why do they feel the need to remove your entire breast, the skin and everything? What is the thought of that? I mean, it I don't know. I personally think it's satanic now. Yeah. What I've known now in the last few years uh, I think that whole thing of, of you know, just saying the Hippocratic Oath, which no doctor takes anymore, thou should not administer a poison enough to kill someone, thou should not administer an abortive, and thou should not take a knife to a patient. And and I went in and I said to my surgeon, who, let me tell you, he's wonderful, you know, he's given me a 25-year-old set of breasts to match my 57-year-old rear. But um, I did actually go back later and say, can you sort the other half out now? Uh, joking. <laughs> um, but the point was, that's the decision I made. And so I have to make the best of what I did. Now, I don't want any other woman to make that same mistake. I did actually say to him, look, you know, I've read these studies and this makes no difference to my survival. And he said, well, yes, but we hope with an uh, 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 hope's not science. And this is where yeah, hope is hope is actually faith is religious. That's that's it's yeah, religious in so, nature. Yeah. And, you know, this is what I did. Anyway, Andy Kaufman told me, me to meditate on it and grow some new ones thinking on it. <laughs> I'm trying. But I chose on I think it was day nine or 10 to commence the full Gerson therapy. I had four young children, um, 12, 10. 10 and 8. I um, had to drive 90 miles a day. I used to have to set the alarm and get up at quarter to five in the morning. And, uh, you know, I, I had to be absolutely bang on this to do it. And I did it without help. Uh, and I knew that if I didn't do it, because I understood everything by then, my ex-husband was an amazing scientist. He found everything and he resourced everything. And he kept it all in a file for me in case anything happened to me. You know, this, I'm very grateful, regardless of my marriage or what it was about. I'm very grateful to my ex-husband for saving my life. And um, what he, you know, he used to say at the time, well, he, he said, I couldn't do it. You know, I'm just telling you, giving you what to do. You've got to do it. And and he's right. You know, we did it together. We we saved our lives, to my life together. I think he was just scared of getting left with four kids. Anyway, <laughs> so... 
I had the most wonderful practitioner. Now, for the first couple of months, I didn't have a practitioner. And then we found this lady. And her name is Catherine Alexander. She's actually the author of three books. One of the books is this one. You can buy this on Amazon. It is print to order. She was my practitioner. And actually, my blood results are in this book where it says uh, 40. I think it says 48-year-old Hashimoto's patient or 46. That, that is my blood results. So I feel very honored. I made it into a book. Um, she is the, the lady who ran the course recently as well, Dietary Healing for the Nurses, Avoiding and Reversing Disease. Um, incredible lady. And what was, uh, the, what was the name of that book again? The, the, this particular book is called Nutritional Healing after the work of Dr. Max Gerson. Okay. And the forward is written by Charlotte Gerson. And her name is Catherine with a Y, Alexander. Now, what was interesting for me about Catherine, she used to live near me, can you believe it? And then she's now in Australia, was Catherine Alexander was not a nurse or a doctor, but she talked the Gerson Institute into letting her do the training. And she did it. And she did so well that she then actually rewrote the training program for them. She was the woman who rewrote it. She's very, very knowledgeable, incredibly gifted woman, and um, was given three million by the Australian government to do some work which she's doing now i mean she really is incredible she became my practitioner and uh her for any nurse or any actually you know what you don't need to be a nurse or doctor to minister healing to people you really don't uh you just need to have eyes to see and ears to hear and listen to the patient Amen. and then Start learning. That's every every single time when I get a patient, I always say that I go, Lord, give me thine eyes because there's always something you see it. And it might be it, they're telling you all this thing. And then it's just you ask them a question and there it is. And I have so many books. Anyone who knows me will tell you I've got books upon books upon books. And my favorite new book is The Ministry of Healing because I'm now teaching myself how to minister with this, how to approach pre people more, because that's a big, part, big, big part of it. So I cracked on and I did 13 juices a day, the salt-free, fat-free, sugar-free, vegan diet initially, and then it was incorporated in the 200 mils of the fat-free yogurt. I did the five coffee enemas a day. I did that for two years. I did the castor oil enema let me tell you i even covered the cat with castor oil and coffee enema and feces one day in the ensuite the cat would come in every day i had a plastic picnic mat i had a towel i had my cushions i had a plastic box i had my enema bucket in uh, my coconut oil my little clock and whatever books because there was no iphone then i would read books all my husband's books that's when i read the committee of 300 Rosa Corey behind the green mask. Let none dare call it conspiracy. Yep, that's when I had my awakening, as people like to call it. So part of that coffee enema. So what Dr. Gerson said, and he was a genius, Nobel Peace Prize winner, Albert Schweitzer, described him as a genius ahead of his time. And he said he, he cured his own um, migraines. And then his friend said, can you help me? He was a doctor, Dr. Gerson, a medical doctor. He said, can you sort out my migraines? And he did, and it cured the guy's TB as well. And then he went on and he um, started to cure other people, including Albert Schweitzer's wife and daughter. And then he got together with Ferdinand Sauerbruch, who was a, a thoracic surgeon. And they took, I can't remember the exact figure, but they cured, it was several hundred, they cured about 96 uh, out of the 
uh, um, they, they, sorry, a hundred and something, but they cured all these patients except for four of their terminal TB. And this was out of several hundred, which is absolutely incredible using his therapy. So what he said is cancer is toxicity of the liver and deficiency of vitamins, minerals, and enzymes, and the body can no longer generate an immune response. It is indeed a metabolic disorder. So the quickest way um, to detox the body as well as the juices was the coffee enema. He found that if he didn't do the coffee enemas on his patients, when he was giving them all these juices that were, were then releasing all the toxins from the cells, some of the patients would go into a coma. This is how toxic they were. Now I can absolutely testify, I stuck to this rigidly and Catherine will vouch for me. She has a page as well on Facebook called Dietary Healing, amazing woman. And there was only three times I didn't stick and it's because I never told my cat and my kids I had cancer, never told them. Why do they need to know that? They don't need the worry. Because remember, cancer and AIDS, they yesterday's COVID. They were then to make you fearful, to make you go and do everything. It's a $600 billion profit in the UK alone on oncology drugs. So um, I didn't tell them. So I ate birthday cake. That was the only, they knew I liked birthday cake. That was the only time it was their birthdays. So I had a piece of birthday cake. But I can tell you every single one of the things in that book, I went through all. I went through it all. I smelled things in those enemas I've not smelled for decades. Um, you know, I did the castor oil enemas and, and it would burn my anus. But I had to drink the castor oil. And I couldn't understand, well, I can drink it. It's plant. Why is it okay to drink? Or why is it burning my anus? It wasn't. It was the toxins coming out of my body. I was yellow. I had this putrid stench when I would hiccup or pass gas. I went, I lost 36 pounds in six weeks. I was like a little skeleton with this huge abdomen from under my sternum. And then I started to get better. My eyesight improved. Everything improved. But of course, that's when we discovered I had an autoimmune thyroid condition. No one had diagnosed it. But Dr. Gerson knew at autopsy, his patients with cancer were all deficient in iodine in the thyroid gland. And you guess what else needs iodine in the breasts? And I had a low functioning thyroid. It was incredible. So let's get on to, and I'm going to use, the reason I'm not just going to talk is I'm going to read something from Catherine's book first, because I think that I would not be doing her the justice and the third party in saving my life unless I read directly from her book. Um, so let me tell you, what is the coffee enema? I've read and heard doctors going, oh, it's dangerous. Actually, my oncologist said that. He said, actually, I don't have an oncologist. Don't ever own an oncologist. He said, I've heard coffee en enemas are dangerous and they can kill you. I said, I've heard cancer's dangerous and oncologists can kill me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That and there's, there's more to prove from that than there is the coffee stuff. Yeah. So let me tell you the coffee enema. I'm going to read this. The use of the coffee in enemas for detoxification purposes has been well known and practiced for many decades, many, 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 many decades. There is no better stimulant for bile production. Remember, your bile is in your little gallbladder. When you eat fat, it's like a detergent breaks it down. And it's subsequent flushing out. There's no better way of doing it than coffee taken as an enema. This is due to a number of pharmacologically acting substances in the coffee. The combination of theobromine, theophylline, and caffeine stimulate the relaxation of the round muscles, causing dilation of the blood vessels and bile ducts. Hence, 
the bile flow is increased. Also increased are the number of toxins which are conjugated in the bile. They're inside the bile, wrapped up tight in the bile. This is due to the activity of the palmitates, which activate the enzyme system, glutathione S-transferase sevenfold. This enzyme system, which is selenium dependent, remember you get your selenium in your Brazil nuts, but your thyroid needs selenium and zinc. Remember, it's all linked. It's a metabolic disorder. Your thyroid controls your metabolism. It's selenium dependent and is responsible for conjugating toxins and quenching free radicals and delivering them to the bile via the glutathionation pathway, where they are carried out via the common bile duct to the small intestine. The neutralization of free radicals effectively prevents oxidative damage and therefore this enzyme performs a protective role against hepatic damage, liver damage, due to toxins. There are six major detoxification pathways in the, in the liver of which glutathionation is but one. The other five pathways are not stimulated by the coffee enema. The coffee enema is unsurpassed in its capacity to stimulate the flushing of toxic bile and without the coffee enema, cancer patients would not be able to detoxify at the rate required for cure. These are Catherine's words. I'm quoting directly from the book. In the UK, we have the 1939 Cancer Act. If you say cure, you'll go straight to prison for three months. So they're not my words. I'm reading from a book. So what you do, and I've got a little before thing here for you. So. This is the coffee. Now, I order this in the UK from the coffee plant on Portobello Road. This is a ten kilo, uh, a one kilogram bag. It's just over 10 pounds. I think it's 11 pounds. The more you order, you get some for free. Wait so a minute. Order- Are you kidding me? Gerson roast that, that this, that's Gerson, not Gersten. Gerson. Yeah. Dr. Ger- Max Gerson. Yeah, but they, they actually have a Gerson roast. They do. Interesting. They do. This coffee has been designed after consultation with the Gerson Support Network to be used as a medical treatment. It says it's not suitable for drinking when I've drank it. Because one of the days when you do a castor oil enema, um, you have to drink it. You drink a little bit of castor oil. Oh, my gosh. I remember it used to come down my nose. I'd be wretched. And I used to pour it down my throat without it touching the sides. And then you you hit it with a half a cup of black coffee. It's the only time you can drink coffee. And that gets the, it cleared out of the stomach and it starts peristalsis. And then four hours later, you, you head off and you do your um, castor oil one. And that massively speeds it up. If you have cancer and you have done uh, chemotherapy, you cannot do the castor oil. It can kill you. Well, that, because- what is the difference between this and any other coffee that you get? I mean, my wife... Uh, we'll pick up that Death Wish coffee. You know, it's got real, it's well, a real strong, I, I, dark. I, I don't know. It's done differently. <laughs> okay. But Dr. Patrick Vickers at the Advanced Gerson Clinic in, in Northern Baja, Mexico, you've had him on the show. His website is wonderful. For everyone who lives in America now, you can go onto his site. I think it was my idea, actually. But anyway, I'm going to let him have that one. Um, you can go on his site 
and you can order a month's supply of everything you need, all of the supplements and your coffee and your enema kit, and it all comes up from there. Otherwise, you can look everywhere. Now, I'm not going to get the enema bucket down. I Trust me, I'm really not, folks, because I've got a few, and I had a look at them, and they're kind of... But look, uh, you know, let's let's talk about what you do. Well, three rounded tablespoons of coffee is put into a liter of boiling water, and then you bring it back to the boil, and you simmer, you, you boil it for three minutes and then you simmer it for 15. Um, this is my enema. Now that's a lot of coffee because I'm actually making four enemas in here as a, as a concentrate, but I'm not going to smells yummy. And I'm going to put that up my rear. <laughs> I know that the little trolls watch this, but guess what? Who's laughing now? Because I'm still alive 11 years on and many yeah. haven't been that lucky. That's right. So That's right. I'm having the last laugh. Anyway, there's another little thing about coffee enemas. It removes pain. If you've got a headache, it's because your brain is toxic. There's nothing going to take away your pain or your toxicity like a coffee enema. All of your blood goes through your liver every three minutes. Why are you laughing, Tim Brown? <laughs> uh aether in uh rumble says you're gonna need a larger bucket to save the cat <laughs> i'm sorry uh look i know some <laughs> funny things go on here but it, it really is it, it's it I, there's lots of puns i get it but there's a really oh, serious listen, side how'd you take, people say it to me they go how'd you take your coffee with milk <laughs> yeah, and sugar and i go right. no i take it rectally <laughs> you're right let me tell you my wonderful friend paul wilkes sorry paul He's now doing them. <laughs> Katrina does them. Everyone who knows me generally does them. And they all my patients generally do them. And uh, what's really interesting, they all go, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. They do one and they go, I love it. It relaxes you. It doesn't stimulate you. It is the most wonderful feeling. It's not an appearing. It's not used to empty your bowel. It's used differently, which I'm going to tell you in a minute. The effects of taking a coffee enema are not the same as drinking coffee. The coffee is absorbed by the mesenteric veins that serve the colon. And these flow directly into the portal vein, which enters the liver. The enema is retained for 15 minutes. Now, when you first do them and you're toxic, you'll struggle to hold it. Never, ever stand up when you're having a gripe and you think you can't hold it because that's when you're going to spray paint the walls. Trust me. Been there, done it. Got the T-shirt, literally. Um, so you have to breathe through that until that spasm ends. But, you know, generally it's 12 to 15 minutes. And during which time it stimulates the hepatocytes to cleanse the blood, removing toxins. The entire blood circulation will be recycled through the liver about five times. Yeah, in 15 minutes, because your entire circulation goes through your liver every three minutes. Enabling a thorough cleanse with the bile ducts open, a flushing of toxic bile is encouraged, which enters the gastrointestinal tract. The large volume of fluid retained in the lower colon stimulates peristaltic activity, which ensures the propulsion of the bile through the intestines to the outside. Now, stop, 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 stop. How is it doing that? How, how does How does coffee... In your colon, in your intestine, how bypass not doing the normal way that people drink it. How does that stimulate that response? That's what's that's what's fascinating to me. How is it doing that? And I understand 
even to the very end, your intestines are still pulling out nutrients, even among what it's building up as waste. Is that what's going out into the bloodstream and doing all this? And how is it? How does the coffee do that? What is in the coffee? Is it the caffeine in the coffee that's doing that? How's that happening? The combination of theobromine, theophylline, and caffeine stimulates the relaxation of our muscles, causing dilatation of the blood vessels and bile ducts. Hence, the bile flows increased, all increased to the number of also increase to the number of toxins which are conjugated in the bile. That's what your body does. Everything you put down the hatch or you breathe yeah. in or you're yeah. exposed to goes through your liver. And if you can't get it out your body, your body, firstly, it puts it in the bile. Your body will package it in fat. That's what it does. And ships it out around your body. What do you notice about people that are toxic? They look gray. They look yellow. They have bad smelling breath. We call it bowel breath. They smell. Their gas smells. They generally look sick. You cannot have an effect without a cause. That's in scripture, Tim, isn't it? In yep, which yep. Psalm it is. It yep. is. So, so just listen, folks. When they tell you COVID-19, you're asymptomatic virus, liars. You can't be asymptomatically sick. If you're sick, you toxic, have symptoms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all garbage. But look, how do you know you're toxic? Your joints hurt. Your nose runs. You get a lot of mucus at the back of your throat. You get you get foul-smelling feces. You get boils. You get illnesses. You get problems with your liver, your intestine. All disease begins in the gut. Diabetes, Crohn's, colitis, arthritis. These are all degenerative diseases. That's how you know you're toxic. So... The toxins are conjugated in the bile, and this is due to the activity of the palmitates, which activate the enzyme system glutathione S-transferase sevenfold. And it's that, it's responsible for conjugating toxins and radicals, and that's what it does. So look, it ensures the proportion of the bile through the intestine to the outside at your anus. And it's important to remember that the enema is given for the stimulation of the liver and not for the functioning of the intestines. When people say, well, if you do coffee enemas, you're not going to be able to go for a poo normally. They don't understand how it works. And that is complete nonsense because I've been doing them for almost 11 years and I still have a bowel movement because I only do one a day, sometimes two a day. Let me tell you folks, apart from my dog walk, much as I might love you, my favorite times of the day are my coffee enema and my dog walk. And I'm either with my buddy or I'm on my own. They're my two favorite things. After that, lately, my next favorite thing is talking to Stuart Wilkie. I'm always talking to him. <laughs> Wonderful man. But anyway, I'm talking to you, Tim. I'm being on the show. Yes. And um, so, look, let's talk. It, it is the most wonderful, wonderful thing. I would advise everyone to do them. Tim, I'd like you to do one. I might even send you an enema kit for your Christmas. Um, but anyway, you Hello. know. When, so, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a nice way to say Merry Christmas, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, look. <laughs> So what happens is you make these rounded tablespoons into the water, bring it to the boil, and then when you then you let it settle because it's red hot, and then what you do is you get a fine sieve. You don't use coffee paper. This is really important. You pour it through a fine sieve. That's all you do. Now, what will actually be left is this silt, and that silt is high 
impalmitates and you want that silt because that remains in the coffee enema because remember what i've just told you go back and listen i've told okay. you twice what, what's a palmitate what what is that i'm gonna slap you it's a good job you're far away well, I, look i'm trying to learn I'll here the third time tim uh, <laughs> is that those so look, three things you listed there i mean i'm, I'm just trying to understand is, what it is okay it is this is due to the activity of the palmitates, which activate the enzyme system, glutathione S-transferase. Got it. Sevenfold. So that palmitates is gold dust. Now, I was engaged to Patrick Vickers and three and a half years, Dr. Vickers from the Gerson place, he used to fight me for those palmitates. I'd be making the coffee enemies. He used to go, hand them over, KS, hand them over, KS. I'm going to have those in my enema. And I mean, it's really funny, but that's how, you know, they are precious. This is what we're, we're Gersonites. This is what we're like. You know, we get precious. Let me tell you, you can have an enema bag. I prefer a bucket. Wherever I go, my enema kit, I take a bag of coffee. I take a sieve and I take my um, enema kit with me and coconut oil. I pack it in my suitcase. And you know what? I've even sat in a hotel like this with the little hotel kettle that was tiny that only had 500 mils in. So I knew I then had to put another 500 mils of water. I sat like that, switching the button on till it switched off on, switched off, timing it for 15 minutes to make my enema. And I blew the electrics one time in the whole hotel floor. Wow. I was like, my word. But anyway, look. So so <laughs> let me let me make sure that I understand because I don't want you slapping me or something. But the, the, the point the point is to stimulate the liver that's the that's the basic thing of what this does yeah and I know from the gallbladder uh the, the gall attacks that I had the gallstones and stuff that that is affected by the liver as well that's generating all the yeah. bile and stuff like that well it's gonna pop open <clears throat> what it does you sometimes feel it as you're doing it you feel a bit of a popping sensation okay and that's your gallbladder releasing bile I can I can see so how that drinking, yeah. yeah you're drinking the juices and you're doing all the supplements so, you're going to start releasing toxins now sure. if you're sticking to the diet and and i gave you the how you you know how your body works you're sticking to the diet you're going to go back down to the weight you were when you left school pretty quickly it's the most wonderful thing to eat properly i'm <laughs> sorry but it's the chat it, it's not what you're saying it's the chat. the chat the chat i need the chat the is chat. cracking me up i think i'm gonna have to like print it out and save it or something you guys are you you're comedians and you don't know it but you could probably make a, a good uh, day oh job my words i love the chat you but, know the, what? I, but the point i'm so but, grateful that you all come on here every week <laughs> the and, point uh, the, the point that I'm, I'm trying to get at is when it stimulates the liver it's obviously going to stimulate the gallbladder to produce that and then you know um Again, this goes all back your, to one of my puns. All your toxins are going to be wrapped up in that bile. Right. And what happens is it goes into the large intestine, the coffee, which I'll talk about, because you do it on your right side. So when you release it 15 minutes, some of the toxins will get reabsorbed, but the rest of them are in that bile, in that coffee, all that liquid, and you're going to release that out of your body. Now, when I first started doing it, I can honestly tell you the, the smells uh it's like nothing and and listen my ex-husband and my kids will testify they used to call it a gerson fart i mean <laughs> I, would, I would i <laughs> we had a chrysler voyager 
And my kids didn't know I had cancer. So I told them I'd had these boob implants. It had leaked. And I was doing the Gerson therapy for leaked silicone. I'd been and had these implants removed. I told them this whole ruse. But I would sit in that Chrysler Voyager. Let me tell you, I would drive them to school. Mm. And on the castor oil days, I would drink that castor oil at 20 past seven. We would get in the car at half past. I used to retch. And I knew that by the time it got to just after eight o'clock, my joints used to start to hurt, my toe joints and my spine. And I used to start passing gas and you couldn't hold it. And it was red hot gas. And you know, when you're a kid, you always say, don't you? You know, when it's hot, you know, it's a demon. Anyway, and I used <laughs> Sorry, to. Sorry, my to... face is hurting from laughing. These guys well, in the listen, thing. I used to get my own back on my kids. I used to. <laughs> I used to be able to count 17 seconds because I knew from the minute that I quietly did it, no one would hear, I knew it would take 17 seconds to hit my boys right at the back of this Chrysler Voyager. And they used to start screaming, she's dropped her goods. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, here, but here's what I want to get at. I had the windows on lock. I had the windows on lock. And I used to say, beg me, beg me. And I... <laughs> yeah, now you guys are getting back what you've been dishing out at home there. I get it. I get it. Well, the the, the thing is that, that, gosh, my face hurts from laughing. Oh, man, you guys in the chat. It's not even Kate. It's you guys. Uh, but the thing that gets me is, you know, I'd always heard we, heard, we hear this thing in the United States. Oh, you have however many pounds of undigested red meat in your intestines and all this. And my immediate thought is, is this... Is this cleansing out not only that kind of junk, but as well as um, what you're talking about with the toxins, because those toxins have to be within all the foods you're eating and, and how your body is producing the waste that you're going to eliminate. It has to be removing that. And then I've heard that, gosh, see, I hate talking like this. I'm not a nurse or something. Nurses can talk like this. I'll and, talk about it. Okay. So I'll it's, it. <clears throat> let's just put it this way. Things get caked up in your pipes. So oh, yeah. And so does this help to eliminate some of it that does. as well? Now, okay. Now, first of all, all disease begins in the gut. If you've got cancer, you've got a damaged gut straight away. And Dr. Gerson, uh, the, the works of Thomas Torberg, actually. So all his work was evidence-based, scientific evidence-based. They're old studies. So when they say he's a quack, they're talking through their, literally their uncoffee enema rear ends. Um, Dr. Gerson noticed when he gave animal protein to the patients, when he even in incorporated an egg, the tumors grew. When you put animal protein into the diet, the T lymphocytes that you need to kill cancers and viruses and mold go down. When you restrict animal protein, the T lymphocytes go up. This is why for cancer patients, you limit the animal protein. And then the uh, fat-free yogurt is bought in at six to eight weeks. Now, Later at 18 months, sometimes they'll start adding a little bit of fish in there. Sometimes longer. I didn't, I, I was, you know, vegetarian, I sweet fish. Now people that eat a lot of meat, that takes a long time. That's why animals that are carnivores have very short intestines and we have very long intestines and we don't have as many big, we have a smaller canines. So if you've got to watch, you've got to make sure you're eating, you know, grass fed organic meat because all 90% of pharmaceutical drugs go in our meat, our animals. And your antibiotics are in all your meat. So it should be organic. Um, so if you, what you start to find is people, you know, they generally have got leaky gut. They've got all kinds of stuff going on. And they've got a lot of little diverticulum in their gut, little little pockets. 
of diverticulum. Now, if you get like foodstuffs and meat sitting in there, it's going to fester. What is a diver? Explain that word. Diverticulitis. It just means little diverticuli. So you get a little pocket, a little like like air. And no, it's like as the pipe goes along, it'll have a little, a little, a little pocket in it. And you can oh, okay. get okay. I see. You can get feces trapped in there, and then you're going to set up inflammation because it's in there and it's rotting. And so that's the leaky gut kind of issue. No, yeah. no, that's a different thing altogether. Okay. So your okay. leaky gut is when you're eating your gen genetically modified food, and you get these holes in your gut. Or when you've had vaccines, you've got the shrapnel sitting in your gut. So this food pipe goes all the way down to your anus. And whatever you eat in there comes out the other end. But it's going to go down to your stomach and it's going to be mixed with lots of stuff and it's going to stop being digested. Then it goes into the small intestine, which its job is to ex you know extract all the nutrients. Uh, you know, your stomach has to chow it down. And then when it's done that and it's gone through the liver and the nutrients end up in your bloodstream, et cetera, it's then going to go into the large intestine, which that job is to absorb most of the water. So you've got your ascending up your right-hand side, your transverse goes across, and then you're descending down your left-hand side, then into your rectum, damn near killed them, and out of your anus. I love that one. Rectum, I damn near killed them. Uh, but your rectum is where it's stored. Now, you should be going every single day, sometimes a couple of times a day, People who tell me they're only going once a week, they feel sluggish, they feel toxic. I suffered from severe constipation before I was diagnosed with cancer. It's not an issue anymore and hasn't been since I changed my diet, yeah. detox, my lymph, everything well, I, else. Kate, I had, just so people know, when I was a kid, I had that. And my and yeah. that's why I hate enemas because my it was not only embarrassing, but it, I mean, it was, it was painful too as a kid. It was painful. Uh, when, when, when that would have to happen. Now you're not doing it over an issue of, con you're doing it over an issue of getting rid of toxins out of your body, which is completely Yeah, this thing. is completely, oh, I've got a pipe here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I bet you're all laughing <clears throat> in the chat now. Mm -hmm, that's pretty. Uh, mm, yeah. so, so look, um, this is, you know, this is a, a wonderful thing. It'll clear headaches. Now I, I'm going to testify here. Um, I never, ever tell anyone to do anything I haven't done myself, but look, you know, I, um, I went and had surgery. I went and had the implants and I had a little valve under my arm and I lost all this weight. You could see the pipe. So the surgeon wanted to remove them about nine months in and put different ones in. And I went for surgery. I went, you know, and by this, I'm doing Gerson now and I'm not liking modern medicine anymore, but I've got to make the best of what I've done. And my surgeon has been wonderful and he monitors me now for the aesthetics and, and the implants. So anyway, they took out all my subcutaneous tissue. So the tissue on my chest is as thin as my eyelids. So I'm, I'm very careful. That's why I don't want to be roughed up by the cops. Anyway, so um, I went in and I came, I went in one day and I came out the next morning and I didn't want any painkillers. And I said to that anesthetist, don't you dare put any more of that garbage down that tube in my arm. And I woke up after this surgery and I was like, ah, and I felt like someone was hitting me on my breastbone with a hammer. Anyway, my friend collected me and he said, oh, you, you shouldn't really be going. I was, I'm going home. I'm going home. So he just let me do what I want. This is the London Clinic. I came home in my friend's car for an hour and a half on tenterhooks. I got back here straight upstairs. I did a coffee enema. Started my juices. I did five that day. That was on the Sunday. By the Monday, I had no pain. No pain. No painkillers. No pain. And I had surgery, two wounds underneath. So, you know, um, they also will get rid of pain. 
So you make the coffee, you bring it spoil, you pour it in. Obviously, you're not going to put red up coffee up your ass. Come on, folks, it's easy. So what you're going to do is you're going to leave it to cool. And then obviously you would have lost some of that water in, in that boiling. So you're making it back up to a litre. Now I make up four. I used to make up five in a day. So if you think about it logically, if I'm making four, that's 12 spoonfuls in a litre. Then I make it back up to a litre, store it in a bottle. And then there's going to be four enemas in there that are what? 250 mils. So I put 250 mils in my enema bucket of the solution. And then I top it back up to a litre. So if you get stuck on that, we really watch the show. It's really simple. So you put it in your bucket and your bucket is attached to the end of the pipe. And the first thing you want to do is prime your pipe because you don't want to put the air. So you're going to run the coffee down the pipe to the end. And that's your pipe primed. And you're going to click it off because it'll have this on it. So this will be at, well, your coffee enema will be up there. Now, you it's not like an ordinary enema. You're going to lie on your right side, whereas an, an ordinary a parent enema is done on your left. You lie on your right side. And I use like a little plastic mat and then I've got a towel. Um, I'm, you know, I'm hardcore at this now. I don't even make a mess. We, we all chat on the phone while we're doing it. Yeah, we do. And um, people don't even know I'm doing it. Andy Kaufman does these. Uh, you know, we all know what these are good for. He does them daily as well. So you're going to lie on your right side and make sure you've got everything you need. You can have your phone, whatever you want to do, book bit of coconut oil on the end and this needs to go in 15 to 20 centimeters so if you're new at this you would use a long uh soft catheter end this one's a hard one i'm just showing you this one's hard but they do come with a soft one which i i use um there's a couple of others here and the reason another soft they're soft which is the ones you would use a little bit of coconut oil on it I don't care why people get grossed out by this. You know, I just find it. You, you, you'll go and stick a, a you know, a, a Bill Gates vaccine in your arm or you'll go and take some pharmaceutical drugs that are going to make you sick. But people get grossed out by this. You know, the French do a lot of per rectum drugs because of that, the way that that metabolism is. But, you know, everybody gets a bit kind of oh, a bit nervous about your rectum. It's normal. It's just the other end of this pipe. That's all it is. Chillax. So. You uh, use the, the reason you're going to use um, the 15 to 20 is is you want to avoid the uptake of the enema by the hemorrhoidal vein via the rectum, which will give you a systemic effect. And you, you don't want that. It's going to you don't want to be stimulated by your whole body. It's going to make you, you know, relaxed. So the bulk of the enema can pass into the large colon. That's that big pipe that goes up, across and down. And be absorbed by the mesenteric veins, which will deliver the coffee directly to the liver. Inject. So you put it in and retain it for 15 minutes in that position on your okay. right hand side with knees drawn up. Kate, it's comfortable. Kate, hang on there just a second. Let me close out and then I'll let you finish your thoughts on the other side. So, guys, if you want to continue this off of Red State Talk Radio, join us on sunsalebritymedia.com, beforeitsnews.com. If you want the. Um, I don't know, the, the peanut gallery, then join us on Rumble in the chat and IndyLive.tv, the Sons of Liberty. Bradley be with you for two hours today, 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Get with the people of God, read the word of God, and Lord willing, we'll talk to you at 6 a.m. on Monday. See ya. Okay, want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio to the interview here and also to the peanut gallery in the other areas. Uh, Kate, go ahead and finish your thought of what you're sharing there as to, yeah, to how so people Yeah, so you're going to hold it for, you know, 
12 to 15 minutes. Do not stand up. You know, you, it's, it's, a, it's a practice. And if you're more toxic, you're going to find it difficult. And you just have to breathe through it. Now, I remember doing my very first one. And I was doing the Gerson. I said to my ex-husband, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that side of it. I'm not doing it. And I did these 13 juices uh, for two days. And then I couldn't move. I was so sick, so ill, pain in all my joints across my back. And my ex-husband said, you're not supposed to do the supplements and the juices without doing the enemas. It tells you in the book. So anyway, I thought, right, I'll bite the bullet. I always remember it was a Sunday morning and I went to my bathroom and I did the one coffee enema. I came downstairs like Corky the cat. That's big a difference, up. huh? Yeah, I stood up. My skin was pink. And I went from doing none to doing four. By the time I got Catherine Alexander, she said, you need to do a fifth. You're so toxic. I'd had over 70 vaccines. And as time went on, the iris of my eyes changed back to what it was when I was a child. Wow. So my eyes were very pale green with a darker blue around it. My mum's got real beautiful, pale crystal blue eyes. And uh, I started to notice I would... I would be really like a yucky color in the morning. Sometimes I am now. Mm. And I I can always tell patients by the color of their pinners. Their pinners are really pasty colored. Uh, and everyone knows me. They'll know. I'll say you're a little bit toxic looking or I can smell it off their breaths. I can smell that smell from the other side of the room on people. Wow. I have a really good sense of smell. And I'm so used to it now. I can smell it on people. And my friends will tell you. I'll tell them. I can also spot it with the color of the skin. Now, I notice, um, you know, you, you start doing them, you don't smell like that, your breath stops smelling that, but the color of the iris changes. And remember, this is a window. It's a window to what's going on. Yeah. There, you can study iridology and you can see it's connected to organs. The human body is so amazing, created in his image. And without, an eff- uh, you don't get an effect unless there's a cause. And actually, you know, when you had people like, um, talk about quantum physics, uh, um, every force has an equal and opposing force. They weren't the first to, first to talk about that. It was in scripture. So, um, so you're going to hold it. Yeah. And by the way, by the way, uh, Proverbs 30, verse 17, Matthew six, that talks about the eyes are the window of the soul. The eye is the lamp of the body. Uh, so everything, what you're saying there is exactly right. You can see, and I've noticed, you know, Bradley will make mention of that sometimes when he talks about some of these pedophiles they catch, he goes, look at their eyes. He said, look at the way they're looking and this, this, and I used to go, huh? I, I mean, and then I would see it. I would see what he's talking about, but that is part of what scripture talks about. Yeah. So look, if you want to, if you're one of these people that you ask constipated, you can do a chamomile tea enema with fresh chamomile uh, flowers, but obviously drain them. Don't put the flowers on your backside and you just do it the same way and you do it with half half a litre, you know, just boil it up for 15 minutes. But then what you do is you don't hold it. You do the chamomile, then you release it straight away, half a litre, let it cool. And that will, uh, you know, empty the bowel of of feces that are there. And then you can go straight in and do the coffee enema. Um, It's it's a wonderful thing. What I do with patients, what I've done with people that, um, I had a girl that had Crohn's disease and uh, her Crohn's I think it, she said it. She went a year later. Crohn's had completely gone. By the time she came to me, she was so ill. She put on four stone in weight because she got thyroid cancer because of the drugs for her Crohn's, and she was addicted to cyclozine. We changed all her diet. She couldn't even. Um, we we put aloe vera in in the enemas because it's healing. 
And at one stage, she was so ill, she couldn't even drink the juices. So we used them as an enema and you didn't release them. You didn't put the potassium in them, though. And um, when she went a year later, her Crohn's had gone all these years and she lost 20, 29 pounds in weight in 11 weeks. She felt incredible she up, children out. Um, and yet they were telling her it was for life. But I'm not telling anyone stop taking your medication. You always discuss that with your doctor. Everything we're doing here today is just for entertainment purposes. Always discuss doing a coffee. Oh, it's definitely entertaining in the chat for sure. Yeah, your Rockefeller trained doctor. Uh, Please do go and discuss everything with them. Um, This is just a show for entertainment. I'm just telling you what I do. And I'm reading from a wonderful woman's book. So that is how you do. If you live in the UK, it is Portobello Road, the coffee plant. And let me tell you, you should go on to Portobello Road, the coffee plant. I love them there. They know me. They've been delivering here for nearly 11 years. They have wonderful tea and they have wonderful coffees. And, you know, you can order it bulk and you get loads of freebies. Um, but, um, you know, I order this for my business as well. And I've drank it as well. But also um, I ordered their peppermint tea and loose peppermint tea you know i I put it in a jar once i've opened the back the package and i've got an infusion teapot and i take the lid off and i can smell the the peppermint i mean it's divine and um you know i i i have a stainless steel enema bucket that lasted me we have that stuff out back you can smell it but when you pick it yeah so i just bought myself new tubing yeah, you that when you your coffee starts to like get a coating, you have to wash it, you know, with um just regular soap and water, really hot water gets it through, or you can put a little bit of hydrogen peroxide down it to clean it. Um, but you know, um I, I'm still doing them. I'll never stop doing them. Even when, you know, I could hardly do you remember how I had flu? Somebody wrote, She's yep. got COVID. Yep. COVID doesn't exist, it's never been purified or isolated. Stop saying it. Um, I had flu, a detox. I was so unwell and I could hardly move, but I got down on the floor and did my enema. You don't, incidentally, you don't need to do it on the floor. You can do put a plastic sheet on your bed if you want. I wouldn't really advise that when you first start out. But for me, I call it my office, my ensuite bathroom. I know people who've got just one bathroom and the whole family. I know a family who they don't care. They just do it. They leave the door open and they have a cover over them. They're chit chatting. But, um, I'm you thinking know, I, I'm thinking you want to do it closest to the toilet. Yeah, I do it next to the yeah, toilet. I'm I call it my office. I, I call it my office. Actually, everyone who knows me, they'll call me, even my sister, and they go, oh, uh, can you do this? And I go, no, I'm in my bathroom still. My, and my mother called me the other day. She said, oh, what are you up to? I said, I'm sitting on the toilet. I've just done an enema. She went, oh, lovely. <laughs> She's used <laughs> to me doing it. You know, this is Andy Kaufman. I remember Fiona Rose Diamond saying to me, I was talking to Andy Kaufman and I heard all this noise. I mean, at least I mute. Um, she says, I heard all this noise in the background. He went, oh, I'm doing my coffee enema. I <laughs> just, just, but you see, for us, it's, it's a natural detox. And we live in a very toxic world. Toxic air, toxic food, yep. toxic water. Um, every, this is not a wetsuit. Everything that goes on your skin goes in your skin. How do I know that? How the hell do you think? um you know hormone patches work that's exactly how they work sure sure they're just going right through the skin now kate here's what i want to ask you because you've already given that david finally joins us after the show 
And, David, uh, where have you been? <laughs> he he said, I thought there was supposed to be a demonstration here. Well, you you missed well, that, David. Kind of, so. David, you know what? I, I did have a I had my new pipe out to show you. Where were you? Um, I did this show just for you. Much love. So, I'm going to dedicate this show to David, who got up last week. Yep. And, and, and we and we did and we a psych on him. Killing. Yeah, we did yeah. a psych on him. Sorry about that, David. Well, here's here's the thing. Let's let's end on this part uh, because part of the thing was you were going to give us an update. We brought you on earlier. Oh, I'm this so going to give you an update. We we brought you on earlier this week for some very important information that even alternative media won't put out there. Big names in alternative media don't want to put out because I guess in their mind, well, this isn't going to throw the red meat out to somebody. And I'm not saying don't talk about the shots because we've been doing that too. But you were talking about how they're killing the elderly, the disabled, the young and all they're targeting them in, in the hospitals now to 1600 a day minimum that they have to kill. They have to murder them um, in order to get funds. And that's just in England alone. And you know, it's happening everywhere else. So I want to give you a chance. We, we, you know, we got uh, a few minutes here. I want to give you and, and give people an update. What's going on on that? Because you just put out a video yesterday. I think it was. I uploaded on my. It's gone everywhere. It's gone everywhere. Yeah, it's put it out there. Let people know what what's going on since we talked on Tuesday. Yep. So look, it's gone everywhere, and I have all the documents. The documents. Uh, some of them are out there in the public domain. The point is, um, this is nothing new. And it's been going on. They were killing, I think it was 470,000 per year uh, before uh, 2011. And uh, this is the planned tariff incentivized euthanasia point system. And they now have with the palliative care document, they're stating that they're going to be increasing uh, the amount of people who are going to be uh on palliative care and they're going to be incentivizing it that means that they are actually going to be paying the hospitals to put more people on this palliative care changing demographics with the aging population longer chronic disease trajectories and greater comorbidity provide further incentives to provide and expand palliative care provision palliative folks if you go back to the old latin meanings it means to conceal to hide we think it just means to give them care to make them comfortable but you know when you get on a palliative care path may you ain't getting out of jail free there's only one way out of there and it's in a body bag that's exactly what that is and if you look at expected number of deaths this is on page 64 expected number of deaths by age from 2011 to 2031 so in 2011 65 plus 3,000, uh, uh, th sorry, 370,814 minimum deaths were expected in 2011. By the time we get to 2031, which is when these gangsters uh, thing is up to, all that they're talking about, Klaus anal swab, they're going to kill a minimum of 448,507. Uh, Remember, 370,814 by 2031, 448,000. Now, let me just tell you, Jeremy Hunt, who was one of those uh, signatories, one of those that were on that uh, exercise sickness document, preparedness document from 2016 about a pandemic from Asia, which they actually then did exactly, you know, with the COVID one. He, he came out yesterday as chancellor and said 
that they were going to take 100,000, the government and the social care system from the elderly when they go into hospitals because of the bed blockers. They call them bed blockers. So what that means is if you enter the hospital as an elderly person, and you've got your own house and it's worth 100,000 and you're bed blocking, they're not going to let you go home. And I spoke to a woman, they did just that. They wouldn't let her mother return to her care. They used a DOMS on her with the doctor and the social worker, and they made the woman stay in hospital. And the only way she could go was into a nursing home that they chose. And they then make the daughter sell the house to pay for the care of the elderly one. Now, when your money's all gone, what do you think happens to you next? There's no more money there. So what are they going to do? Well, there's a lot more people with money coming through. They don't want to tax the rich. Jeremy Hunt said that. They want to tax the elderly. You've already paid tax your whole life. Now they're going to take what you've worked for that you wanted to give to your children. You want to leave that to them in your will. No, they're going to make you sell it all and use it for your care. But they're not going to let you go home to your family. They're going to take what you've got. They're going to keep you in a care home. Use everything you've got. Then you're not going to be worth anything. But there's a load of people coming behind you that are also going in the hospital getting sick because they weren't vaccinated. I was told this week by a nurse in a care home, the patients had all just had, they were all suffering from dementia, their fifth COVID shot, as well as having their flu shot, as well as having their pneumonia shot, as well as having their shingles shot. One of those ladies, when she had her first COVID shot, could no longer use her arm. It was just like she'd had a stroke. But they still managed to get a fifth one in the same arm. Another gentleman, after his second COVID shot, had such severe Parkinson's symptoms straight after it, he was banging his head on things and his feet constantly. No one cares about these patients. They're in a care home. They've probably got a lot of money coming in. What do you think is going to happen to them when they've got no money? NG191, that palliative protocol guideline, which is remdesivir, opioids, and benzodiazepines. We're all in a funnel, and there's only one way through that very fine spout, and it's on the NG191 protocol. So no matter whatever protocol you, when you go in, you keep pressing on those, all those guidelines end up at 1G191, NG191. And for people, <clears throat> for people who want more on that, I'll have our show we did on Tuesday in the archive so they can hear because you we went through the documents. They can actually see the documents because yep. we have those lo logged there too. And you can go on to British Nursing Alliance, look at the videos because in the comments, a wonderful man is posting you those protocols. So let me just tell you, we were told that the Medazolam came from Accord Healthcare Limited, and it was French, came from France. Remember, Matt Hancock was in there with the, he was in that meeting, but he was in there with the, 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 the young guy, I forget his name for a moment, and they were talking on the 26th of February. They, uh, this Jonathan Van Tam was also in that meeting with Matt Hancock and this guy that had only been a doctor for one month, a GP, he's also a member of parliament, and they were talking about a good death. You needed a syringe driver. You needed morphine. You needed someone to give it, right? They were talking about that. And Matt Hancock says we got all the, the morphine that came from France. Well, also in that meeting with Jonathan Van Tam, and he was collecting numbers of COVID deaths from the, from the 6th of February, 2020. Well, how's that? Because the World Health Organization didn't declare it a pandemic till March the 11th. And we didn't lock down till the 23rd of March, 2020. So how could Jonathan Van Tam be collecting from the 6th of February? Why? 
because they're all frauds. This was all a plan. Yep, that that's exactly them. right. Yep. So let me just tell you. So a court healthcare limited said it came from France and they had this packaging in French and they said that they had to take the insert out because it was in French. But all the staff were meant, to, they gave this. You shouldn't be given any morphine or midazolam. Midazolam, we're talking about midazolam. You shouldn't be giving it when it's it's on on the packaging and inside in French. Do you read French? You shouldn't be given anything without the insert either. So did it actually come from France? This is what I'm saying to you. Now, when you go into that Accord Healthcare, it then takes you to Accord Healthcare in Harrow. Now, the other thing is, when you start looking at that actual drug, it tells you, go to EMC, press on the link, it takes you to EMC, which tells you 0.5 milligrams, tells you how much to give of it. They gave 2.5 to 5 milligrams to the elderly, five times the dose. You press on that, takes you to Accord Healthcare in Harrow. Now, what's interesting in there was 20 employees until two years ago. It's magic, isn't it, that number? 14 of them resigned in the last two years. That left six of them. And one of them was Lord Gadia. And Lord Gadia sits in court over the Bank of England. In fact, Lord Gadia was made a baron and a lord. And he was also described as to be in David Cameron's inner circle, Lord Gadia was, the ex-Prime Minister. And he was also a main contributor, financial contributor to that Tory party. And he was also caught up in the scandal, cash for favours. You know, you give us your cash from hedge funds and I'll get you in front of the Prime Minister, Lord Gadia. So then let's look at where does it go once it's left Accord Healthcare, that Medazalam. It goes to Supply Chain Coordination Limited, who supply 52% of all drugs into the NHS. Well, who is the sole shareholder of Supply Chain Coordination Limited? Matt Hancock. He set up the company. He bought millions of shares with taxpayers' money. And he's the main shareholder. Yep. As Gomer used to say, surprise, surprise, surprise. Oh, absolutely. And guess what else about Matt Hancock? He's the main shareholder in Genomics England, UK. And just a little bit that I've missed there. Lord Gadia also is in with Blackstone. So look. Let's look at Genomics England UK, of which Matt Hancock is the main shareholder. He did an interview in 2019, Matt Hancock did, with the World Economic Forum. And he said he was going to get the mapping, mapping the genomes for 5 million people in the United Kingdom. Well, he is the main shareholder of Genomics England UK, uh, England, Genomics England Limited. He's the main shareholder. And he said in 2019, in an interview with the World Economic Forum, that he was going to map the genomes for 5 million UK people. I wonder how he might be doing that. Do you think the swab up the nose might be doing that? Possibly. 
yeah it's a possibility but you know what i smell here it's like insider trading kind of thing and or an uh, after coffee enema conflict conflict of interest yeah you need that coffee enema to flush those toxins out <laughs> so you know what this is matt hancock so for all you fools that are sitting watching the idiot's lantern aka your tell eye vision um and you're vote. i mean why would a member of parliament matt hancock be in that ridiculous i'm a celebrity get me out of there do you not think that the people in there have been told what questions to ask him apparently when he was asked did you do lockdown why were you not fined he says wasn't the law it was your guideline yep we didn't do it either matt um and you know he's in there and they're laughing at you these people are laughing at you the public when you're all voting for him he doesn't need the money to go in there he's clearly a very rich man he's loaded they all are he doesn't need to go in there they're yanking your chains your chains that's what they're doing you're giving this airtime and they're yanking your chains this is a small minority who are trying to take over you need to find it within yourself lord give me eyes to see and ears to hear amen redeem yourselves because this is reaching a fever pitch now you've got bill gates saying well we need to have a death panel mm, yep I, I i had that story out this week as well yeah you shouldn't be given the you know you're paying for it you, you could be paying for a teacher where you've given these people money for health care hang on a minute isn't that logan's run before you know it. it's not going to be 70. wow 80. boy you just pulled one out of the what was that the 70s or something logan's, logan's run. run yeah logan's i used to watch that run. When I was you a kid. was in utopia and yep. you had a little light in your hand. Yep. And when you hit 30, that light started flashing and you went to this big auditorium where they fired a flight, whatever it was at you. You stood in front of all these old masters. Yep. Nobody made it out of there. They killed you. And guess what? Two of them escaped and they realized their imprisonment. There yeah. was they just got away very easily yeah if anybody and hasn't seen the old logan's run world. that yeah that was something that stuck in my mind you know kate we, we've got a lot of people uh despite you know the comedy relief and everything that we had here it, they, they, <laughs> and it is a relief when you release yeah, that. yes of course it's um, so fantastic mrs david says please tell kate thank you for all her info she shared with us and continued blessing to her a lot of people thank are really you. thankful Really, um, you, you have no idea because you don't see all these, but I know you get a lot of letters from people, calls and things of that nature. They're very they're very grateful that you come on the show. You give of your time. You share this information with them. You've been attacked. You've been fined. You've been jailed. You've been all this stuff just so you can try to warn people and try to help people. And uh, you know what? I think that is the spirit of Christ there. That is what he did. He, di he said, I didn't come into the world, condemn the world. The world was already condemned but that the world through me might be saved. Well, you're not saying necessarily that. You'll point to the Christ, yeah, but you'll say, hey, along the way, you need to keep yourself healthy, and this is how you're doing it. And so I know yeah. that there's just tons of people. get out of this, folks. Yep. Keep yourself healthy. And this is my new my new gift to myself. This is such a lovely Bible. It's nice. in Hebrew. And yeah, isn't that you? And it's new, and I love it, and it's not got any. My books have all got coffee in them. <laughs> Don't take that one in there. Listen, I'm going to show you. I mean, look, I probably have, this is a newer version. Uh, I had to buy a second one. But, um, you know, um, I'm always very honored to be on here. And uh, in a couple of weeks' time, it's my god, uh, my children's godmother and uh, a very old friend of mine. And she, I know she watches the show, Victoria 
uh, Mark's Kane's birthday straight after mine, the 10th of December. Yeah, take a moment, take a moment to tell people how that lady is going to end up being on the show because she ended up finding you from listening to the show. She did. We'd kind of lost touch. And uh, I just happened to find a text from her, not realizing it was her, uh, you know, a couple of years into it. And there she was. And I was so overjoyed that she saw it as well at the lie that it is. She's got two beautiful boys. She had a little girl, Mariella, who died, born prematurely, would have been a month older than my twins. We were both expecting twins at the same time. Both her twins died. And I have both of my twins. And she was there at the delivery. She, I've got pictures of her holding my, my twins. And uh, she's a nurse, trained and qualified a nurse and she was an amazing nurse i can tell you i worked with her a lovely nurse we had such a laugh when i first met her and uh, she saw the horrors of nursing and she left and she is now a bookkeeper her son's an accountant and uh, her, even her husband adores her always has absolutely adored her she's got chihuahuas she's got cats and uh, i'm going up she watches the show every week she catches up she's got our bible as well and, you know, Amen. she was trying to sell a house and nothing was happening. And I said, pray on it. And her house sold. You know what? Ask and it shall be given. Amen. So uh, we're going to get, I'm going up there and uh, taking the rats with me, the chihuahuas. <laughs> and she's got her little chihuahuas. But we're going to do a live. Well, I'm going to do it. I'm just telling her from Sherwood Forest. Nice. So uh, she's quite funny. Actually, her, her, You'll you'll like this, Tim. I'm gonna just send you this now. She'll probably kill me. Uh, I'm gonna send you. Uh, it's really funny. Um, her. Um, let me find it. Her um, profile picture. <laughs> You're gonna love this. <laughs> oh my gosh! I've got to send it before you go because you only you will. And all you Americans will really appreciate this. <laughs> forgive me. Forgive me, Vicky. It had to be done because these are gun-toting Americans. What is it? Your First Amendment? Your Second Amendment? Second Amendment. I That's the Second, second one, Amendment. Yeah. You're going to really love it. Oh, I, trust me. I put, oh, nice, nice. Okay, so we're, <laughs> put it on this the is, screen. yeah, this will be our guest for next week. We already like her and we don't even no, it's know the thing It's the 10th. It's the 10th of December. Sorry, the 10th it's of December. Birthday. Where My goodness, what in the world December. she got there? Is that like a 308 or something? Or is that one of those 764 by 54, that's 52? Pro, that's her profile picture. I don't know where she was on holiday. That is a beautiful <laughs> weapon right there. My, I, Isn't my, that? She's so... Oh my gosh, forgive me. My boys that would I love that. You'd appreciate that. Yeah, my, my boys would love that. Let, let, me, let me end with this here, Kate. You know, we... Again, thank you for for giving the information that you do coming on every week. I mean, you're faithful about doing that, and uh, we love having you here at the Sons of Liberty. There's no question thank that you. we we really do. Um, Psalm 103. You know, we're we're moving into that time here in the states where we remember Thanksgiving, and again, the Bible tells us to be thankful in all things. So that should be every day we're thankful. Uh, I did a pre-record with Lynn yesterday that we're going to be playing for this this Wednesday uh, because she's going to be doing some things for Thanksgiving. And uh, we finished up and she said, she said, Tim, I just want to thank you for saying Lord willing at the end of your show. She said, I hear so many people saying we're going to be back with you on Monday. And she says, they don't know what's going to happen in three or four days. And I said, well, I know. And James tells us that we shouldn't presume we can plan, but we shouldn't presume 
upon God about what we do. And my son had came in. It's kind of funny. I told her last year, I think Elijah came in here, my youngest boy. And he goes, I really like the way you end your show. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, because you, you address Lord willing. And I got to tell you, it, it touched my heart because I don't, I didn't think anything of it. I think that's the norm of how we should look. I mean, hey, I'm going to the store later on <laughs> if the Lord wills. Uh, that's my intention. But, you know, the Lord may have different things. And I think we need to keep that in mind. But to be thankful for the Lord. Here's Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, that's your sins, and who healeth all thy diseases. Are we? Is this show, despite some of the things we talk about and joke about or whatever, has he not fearfully and wonderfully made us, and has he not put in within our ability to understand what he has said so that we might be healed? Yes, and Christ has purchased all of that for us. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy. It says nothing about you and me. It says everything about him. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. That's why we haven't been destroyed as of yet, folks, because our God is a gracious one. He is slow to anger, and he's plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. So there is coming a time where he's going to unleash it, but it's not now. He had not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. If you don't fear the Lord, if you're like a Noah Harari and you claim he doesn't exist and it's fake news that Jesus wrote from that, this isn't that mercy isn't for you. You've got a fearful expectation of judgment. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. Again, do you fear the Lord? We're talking about a felaw fear. We're talking about the fear we have as of our father that we don't want to upset him or dishonor him in any way. And he goes on and he says, um, to such as keep his command, or excuse me, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. I pray that you can bless the Lord in that respect today. I pray that you can give him glory for who he is and for all that he's done. 
Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Get with the people of God tomorrow. Read this passage of nothing. And then ask each other to bless the Lord. How has the Lord blessed you this week? Give him glory for the things he's done. Oh, there's power in that too, friends, because God says that he inhabits the praise of his people. Get together and do that. Spur one another on to love and good works. And then, Lord willing, we're going to talk to you at 6 a.m. bright and early on Monday. Don't know if we're going to have a special show or you're just going to get me monologuing again. Uh, I've got several things in the work, but we'll talk to you then. All right. See you.